A florist's world is filled with big-budget, Instagram-worthy moments, leaving so many florists feeling inadequate or discouraged because this isn't the type of work that they're attracting. But the bigger issue I see florists struggle with is being overwhelmed and exhausted and frankly, counting down the days till the end of wedding season. If you are struggling keeping up with the day-to-day -day details of your business like proposals, ordering product, client meetings, and then getting this week's wedding done, all while trying to balance kids, a day job, self-care, and whatever else gets thrown your way, I'm Jenny Beck, and I am going to help you feel so much lighter in your business. I believe that today you can start to change your business and your life, and I'm here to help. I used to struggle with pricing. Everyone needed a deal because I felt like that was the path of growing my business. But in the end, I was needing to do more and more weddings and my calendar filled up with uninspiring work. I came to a point I couldn't do it anymore. Through coaching, courses, masterminds, and a lot of self-work, that has all changed. I feel creatively inspired, have the resources to work on my business and not constantly in my business, all while making impactful money, being a more present mom, and feeling balance in my life and business. Whether this is your side hustle, your mom hustle, or your everyday hustle, this podcast is the place for all the juicy details of creating a business you adore. Flower friend, my name is Jen, and I'm so glad you're here. Hello, flower friends. This is Jen, and you're listening to the Floral Hustle Podcast. On this week's episode, we're going to talk about sales in proposals. So really having a proposal that sells you your company, your designs, your execution, everything to that client. I do visually curated proposals. I have seen lots of proposals in my day. I've done lots of different types of proposals in my day. And I have seen when I do visually driven so that when somebody opens this proposal, they feel their wedding. They can see the soft fluffiness of the blooms. They can see the bold colors. They can see the softness or the muted. Like they're feeling what their wedding is. And to a lot of people, they're like, holy shit, I can't do that because that's going to take a bunch of time and I'm going to spend more time and I'm already spending time on their, you know, meeting with them for the consultation. I'm already doing all these things. This does not have to be that hard. You can simplify this process immensely and have more success with your weddings. I had a coaching client that literally was like, I'm getting ghosted. And uh, I said, why don't you send me your proposals? Why don't you send me what you're sending the client? And a lot of the proposal softwares, no harm in their own because they want to report to you that somebody looked at your proposal. It goes to a link that goes to, you know, a visual web page of your proposal. I personally, I don't know if it's my age or if it's how I work, but when I got married, which I've been married now for five years, I think this August, I printed every proposal from my vendor. So that proposal coming to you in a URL is not very printable. It is a kind of a brief summary of everything in your wedding, and it's not building value. I have, I've had a lot of discussions with my husband about the word value. I want to be a good value. He thinks value means cheap. 
to me, value means like they're getting more service. They're getting more, um, you know, like uh, better responses. They're, they're just getting more from me, not from a flower perspective necessarily, but from like my design proposal is going to sell them more. My, uh, bloom choice board that's showing them which blooms are just going to have a better understanding of what their wedding is going to be. Because I've met with people that have gone and met with numerous florists before and they have no idea really what is going on because the proposals did not sell to them the ideas of the designs that they were trying to get across. When somebody sees a price tag of $1,200 for something and has no clue what the hell it's going to look like, why would they sign up for that? I would want to know I'm actually going through a process right now. I uh, I convinced my husband that for my birthday, I want a motorcycle again, which is a like really kind of, I'm super excited about it. Um, I went to two dealerships and one dealership would not let me put a deposit down and pick it up when my parts were installed on the motorcycle. They would not give me a copy of the buyer's order so I could see all of the different fees being broken down. Like the transparency was not there. This other dealership sent me the buyer's order so I could look at everything. Uh, let me do a deposit over the computer. Like it was just a link for me to do a deposit for the motorcycle. And then sent me pricing on all the different accessories with photos uh, via text message. So like they met me where I'm at and totally understood how I wanted to do business and how to sell to me. I want easy. I wanted to pay the same, potentially, most likely, hopefully, uh, is how I proposed. I said, will you match the other dealership's price because they they told me, but they would not visually give me anything, which to me seems just so archaic. And I'm going to leave them a strongly worded Google review because that is not how most people want to do business. Most people want transparency in their process. They want to understand what they're getting. And when you don't include pictures to back up a $1,200 charge, how are they going to understand what they're buying? So I will have a $1,200 arch. And I'll have photos to represent that. I also, if I am trying to stretch their budget, I will have levels. So I'm selling to them in levels. So level one is likely going to get us to their budget. But if they want their Pinterest-worthy photo inspiration of this item, that's this budget. And so they can self-identify where they want to be. I'm not telling them that you have to spend $2,500 on this item. I'm giving them the choice. If you want to fit in your budget, what we need option A. Option A will get us. It's not what you wanted exactly, but we're accomplishing the arch within your budget. But if you want to, you can do option B or option C. I usually will pick one or two larger items and I will give them those levels so that they can give themselves the opportunity to bump. It's not me bumping they can bump if they want. I don't care. I don't, I'm not invested in that to a point of I am going to be devastated if they don't choose option C. If they choose option A, I'm still serving them. 
I'm meeting them where they're at and I'm still accomplishing that item for them in their budget or in their bumped budget. Then I am, if I am doing levels, one thing that I do not do is give them a total because I can't give them a total without giving them, you know, like every single item and them picking their choice of that item. If I have a couple, and I just met with a couple like this last week, that, you know, they really don't have any preference of what their centerpieces is. They just want something nice. They would love to have three options. So I sent them five options and told them to pick which three they liked. Then I can go in and give you a total. So I write TBD, TBD, TBD in all the different areas. And this whole process, like last night, when I sent that proposal, it took 45 minutes. I have, because I have a streamlined rental inventory, and I have most of my rental items loaded and in a folder in Canva already, I use Canva to create all my proposals. I am able to just go in and pull a whole page that I've already figured out pricing on those items. Let's just say like, my modern bud vases, my modern red votives, and my modern taper candle holders as a set. I've already got that pricing figured out, and I know that it was at X wedding, so I'm just going to go grab that whole page, copy and paste it into this proposal, and so I'm streamlining and making that fast. Let's say that I am having to figure out a complicated installation. If you don't have my pricing guide, Go to thefloralhustle.com forward slash pricing. In that, I have a breakdown of how to price and order based on a square foot. So this is the square foot. I need nine roses, three hydrangeas, whatever. And then I'm going to order. Um, I would figure my order off of those square footage estimations. If I want to add 5% floral so I make sure that I got it covered, I can do that. But then I can easily figure out what that price is without expounding a ton of mental energy, a ton of time, because I'm just figuring it out priced on square foot with what is in the photo, with what, with what is pictured. And I'm not getting so granular because I know that my profit margin is, is okay that if for some reason I needed to buy $50 of flowers more, that the end of the world or the apocalypse is not here from a budget perspective and we're not dying on the vine. I know with my pricing that if I need to make adjustments, I'm going to be okay. So I'm putting those prices in there. I'm giving them levels if it makes sense. I'm not giving totals unless they've picked all of their favorite or option choices ahead of time. I see a lot of florists like giving full taxes, full, you know, setup delivery and tear down and room flips when those items haven't even been decided yet. And I always just put plus a room flip and tear down if needed. I know I have to set it up and I know about what that setup is going to take. So I'm putting that on the proposal right away because it is an expense and I want to make sure that they're prepared for that. And then if they ask, well, what about these expenses? I can then address that at that time, ask them questions so I can figure out those costs, figure out if, if I need extra help, figure out all of those things. So from there, 
I'm sending them the PDF that I have downloaded out of Canva. So I'll have a page dedicated to personals, bouquets, personal boutonnieres and corsages, flower girls, anything extra, a page or two, depending on how many centerpiece options I'm proposing to them. I'll have one or two pages for centerpieces. I'll have a page for ceremony. I'll have a page for miscellaneous floral. And then I'll have my total page. I will also in the proposal have a blooms page, a general inspiration page. So I'm speaking and talking like with crisp white blooms with romantic, soft, ruffled edges. So, and if I hear them saying any keywords describing their wedding, I'm using those words throughout my proposal when I'm describing the vibe of the wedding, when I am talking in the email. I really think that I captured the whimsical garden feel that you're going for. Whatever it is, you can capture that, use those words, write them down during your um, consultation with them so that you capture those key words because you want to play into their emotions and capturing those words are going to help you do that. Then I'm sending them the PDF. I'm sending them the email. I'm giving them a week to accept the proposal. And then I will send them the contract. If you want to move forward, I will hold your date for one week. And then if you want to move forward, I can send you the contract and um, deposit instructions. And I have the deposit instructions built into the third page of my contract. Then I'm sending that to them once they have agreed. If they want to see it ahead of time, of course, I would send it to them because I'm not going to be not transparent, but I'm not convoluting the situation by sending them a contract with my proposal. Then they're telling me I want to move forward. And then I'm sending, I'm so excited to be working with you. And then sending, here's the contract. And on the third page are the deposit return instructions and re, uh, instructions to return the uh, physical contract. If you want to mail it, if you want to scan it in, whatever you'd like to do, those instructions are on the third page. And then when I get that back from them, I send them my onboarding guide so that they can fully know how to we are proceeding forward and they understand timelines, understand our interactions, set boundaries, set, you know, a structure so that they know what's next. And that's it. I'm usually in that email to them saying I'm so excited because I usually am. I'm so excited to hear back from you. I just love what we came up for your special day. And I think that what we have is going to just be so stunning. Or I just really think we captured that enchanted forest. We really captured that modern boho. Whatever it is that they have said, those words, I'm going to include that. Thank you so much for listening, Flower Friend. I hope that this was helpful. I hope that you feel confident in your proposals because that confidence is going to sell your customers. That confidence is going to book you weddings. It's going to book you events. It's going to book you daily orders. Confidence sells. And I want you to be fully confident. And if you aren't feeling confident, and this is something you're just like, God, I feel like that my proposals like are nowhere near that. I feel like, like I'm sending them a Word document with a couple pictures. Like that is just not going to be successful in this 
visually driven, Pinterest driven world that we live in right now. And I can help you with that. Uh, as a one-on-one client, I send you my proposal template. We can actually go in and customize it for you. We go through and can build you a brochure that helps make sure that when you get to the point of meeting with a client, that they are fully qualified and understand your basic pricing structure. And I can help craft, like even teach you how to sell if that is something you need. Um, I have monthly coaching that every week we're meeting, we're working on your goals, we're setting goals and making sure that we're that we're working towards something that is going to be impactful to your business. We're hopefully booking you more clients. We're hopefully streamlining your processes so things feel lighter. And it is something that I just absolutely love doing. I love helping people grow their businesses and and feel lighter in it while they're doing that. So thank you so much, Flower Friend, and have an amazing flower-filled week. Friend, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. If you found value or today's episode was helpful, please head to your podcast player of choice and hit that subscribe button so that you can be notified every week of new episodes. And while you're there, please go and leave a review. Reviews are so important for getting this message out to all of our other flower friends. Also, if you are wanting additional support, head on over to Facebook and join the Floral Hustle Facebook group, which is a place for like-minded floralpreneurs wanting a more aligned and more profitable floral business. Flower friend, have a fun-filled flower week.